Hello, I'm Chris Short, editor of DevOpsish. Every week, I read hundreds of articles, blogs, papers, and stories that end up generating a newsletter. But after two years of writing this newsletter about DevOps, cloud native, and open source technologies, there ends up being a lot of stories left on the cutting room floor every week. DevOpsish Deep Cuts is a podcast that looks at news behind the news, things that were significant but didn't make the newsletter for one reason or another. Prepare to embrace people, process, and tools in your ear holes. This week, we're discussing the notes from DevOpsish 134, Kubernetes Security, Multi-Cloud Marvels, BGP Bungle, Bill's Biggest Blunder, Big Blue Blows Through EU, Big Red Foiling Jedi Requisition, and more. This podcast will make sure that I make these titles shorter. <clears throat> Moving on to the notes, let us see. First link, Kubernetes and containers are growing up fast, survey shows. This is from ZDNet. This is the... Uh, no shit kind of article that I don't typically put in the newsletter because it's, you know, kind of obvious to people that read the newsletter. Uh, this article does state that IT ops is coming into the fold now more so than before. Uh, it just goes to show that months ago when Emily Freeman, Nathan Harvey, and a few other friends of mine sat down and talked about has, you know, what is DevOps and has DevOps kind of left people behind, the unanimous answer was yes. Um, so bring everybody under the fold with Kubernetes, please. It's not just for developers. It's not just for ops. It's literally for everyone. So dive in. All right, next article. Grubhub is buying up thousands of restaurant web addresses. That means mom and pop can't own their slice of the Internet. Uh, this is from New Food Economy, which I thought was interesting. Um, Grubhub has kind of responded back with, no, that's not true. Uh, we had bought domains and now they're expiring kind of thing. Uh, just check it out. See the back and forth in the show notes if you want to. <clears throat> Next article is Lessons Learned from Running Kafka at Datadog. There are so many like lessons learned in this piece about Kafka. Like I learned a lot about Kafka just by like going over this piece for the notes from this show. Um, the <laughs> the funny thing is is like they're, they're they intend to give you more, right? Like it's a lengthy article. It talks a lot about a deep dive stuff Kafka-wise, and there's more coming, and I think that's great. Thank you, Datadog. The uh, Business Impact of CICD article from GitLab, I think that's significant in the sense that it does make a business case for adopting those kinds of principles, uh, CICD principles, which I think overall are good for software delivery. Uh, the next link, and these are typically in here by order of how well they performed uh, in the kind of content uh, queuing pipeline that we have. Uh, so let's dis let's discuss it. It's from Danielle Morel. Um, deciding to be child-free. She has uh, a really kind of interesting take on it in which, you know, if you don't know Danielle's story, she founded Mattermark, which was acquired. Um, and she's kind of like, she kind of had that, you know, CEO founder acquisition moment of, you know, I can't really do anything. I uh, don't really need to do anything. You know, what can I do right now? You know, in kind of my free time, what is my next chapter in life? And, you know, she realized that at that moment, that was the time to kind of have kids based off stuff that was happening in her family, if she was going to have them. And she decided not to. And I think that was very powerful in the way she delivered it. And I think it's well worth to read uh, to kind of give everyone the inside scoop on, um, like, what kinds of pressures are put on people in society just based off 
life events, gender, etc. So, like, you want to help people out, right? Like, here in the U.S., stop asking newlyweds when they're going to have kids. I was literally asked this at my wedding. <laughs> like, stop. It's not, like, thing. people do things their own way. Let them do that. Next article. Could a viable production-capable cluster be built with the new Raspberry Pi 4 boards now that there's 4 gigs of RAM and gigabit Ethernet? Uh, this was <laughs> Kubernetes uh, Reddit. Uh, the short answer is no, please stop. Uh, just think of the I.O. concerns you have running Kubernetes uh, in production. And then think of the I.O. concerns you have running Kubernetes in production on SD cards. Yes, you can, but please, dear God, don't. Uh, Jeff Gerling has an article about moving on from his uh, position at Acquia. He was there for five years. Uh, he's going to do like some freelance work. He's got some contract work. Uh, he's got a ton of you know side businesses, and he's going to do some work on those and see how that goes for him. Uh, I'm sure Jeff will do amazing things. Uh, I would like him to uh, hurry up with Ansible for Kubernetes. Uh, like that would really help me, I think, in my work. If Jeff could spend some time writing on that, so no, no rush on that one, Jeff. Uh, but yeah, best of luck, buddy. Uh, hope to see you at Ansible Fest. Next article: Boeing 737 Max outsourced to nine dollar an hour engineers, uh, like software-wise outsourced. So yeah, when you cut corners, expect for drastic things to happen, like unintended consequences of maybe poorly thought out design. Uh, if you've ever watched the article or the 60 Minutes Australia piece about the MCAS system in the 737 MAX, you will be horrified within the first, like, 10 minutes. Just go ahead and watch it. That's, I mean, all you need to see is, like, the first intro part where they're in the simulator, and, like, you can stop after that. But, yes, it goes on to tell more story. Please continue watching if you're interested, but... If you want to know how I feel about it, watch that and think that that was a software decision. There's an engineer that made that decision and a team of people that got behind it to make that happen. And that decision was made because of other decisions before that. So keep in mind, it's not a single point of failure. There's no root cause. Yes, there's a problem in the in-cast system. Yes, should that system even have to exist is a question. If it does have to exist, uh, why was it so, you know, poorly done? There's there's questions to be answered here, but remember, that is software now. And keep in mind, there's more software in our cars than there is, like, hardware, I feel like, these days. Um, there's an HBR article about the first thing great decision makers do. Uh, the first thing they do is kind of, like, scope the decision, right? Like, the context in which they're making this decision, and then go from there. Good article, I suggested a read. Next article, the problem is, it's actually from, uh, it's a Paul Johnson quote. The problem is that almost every developer who comes to service is very aware of how to build things, right? Like, that's the premise uh, from Paul. <laughs> and that's that's very true, right? But the, the other problem we have with serverless is that we kind of tell people, throw out everything you remember about infrastructure, and then, you know, it's like this now. Well, here's the thing. Those lessons learned, we don't really want to throw out, right? Like, so let's be very careful about how we say, throw out everything you know and start over with serverless. Next article uh, from Tigera, they're making something called ClusterKit that enables Kubernetes-based architectures and air-gap deployments. I cannot tell you how many times at Red Hat Summit I talk to customers or just people in general that either A, 
wanted some kind of air gap capability for certain things. I would imagine R&D uh, would be one of those things. Uh, with a Kubernetes cluster, you run that thing in an air-gapped environment. It's kind of difficult, but it's totally possible. Uh, and Tiger is trying to make it easy for their folks, and you know, I suggest checking it out. Uh, next piece on open source dependencies, GitHub, gender philosophy of science, and the nature of self. <clears throat> James Governor uh, from Red Monk, which is an awesome analyst firm, and I've not met an analyst from that company that hasn't been fantastic. Uh, so I suggest reading this, talking about just all of life and society the past six months since, you know, basically since the GitHub acquisition and since the, the, the mega discovery that was publicized as <clears throat> um, a woman scientist discovering it and then all the backlash and all the GitHub abuse she took and, you know, this deep dive into everything that would never have been done if it were, you know, like an old white dude standing there making this discovery. It's a very in-depth piece. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I suggest checking it out. Uh, next up, Kubernetes Ingress, Nginx troubleshooting made easy with kubectl plugins. It's cool little handy stuff there. Uh, next article, Dreams and Realities in the SDLC from DevOps.com. Uh, yeah, like there are a lot of misnomers, I think, in the software delivery lifecycle right now. Like end-of-lifing stuff is something that's never scoped at the beginning of a project. Uh, you know, or at least, you know, before a kind of production handoff, how would you decouple this thing from the rest of your infrastructure? I think that's important to take into consideration. And yeah, I suggest reading this article. Step-by-step <clears throat> Istio -step, up and running from virtual thoughts. Pretty much says, it is what it says. Uh, Google tells employees they can't protest YouTube's LGBTQ policies. This is from Business Insider. It might be more of a clickbaity type thing, but it's worth noting that there's still a lot of problems with the culture inside Google that, we're, that are very much worth investigating. <clears throat> Next up, NSA starts contributing low-level code to UEFI BIOS alternative. So I have an interesting take on NSA activities within the kind of open you know, source or commercial uh, software development area. Uh, first, uh, as a person that worked within NSA CSS Colorado, it's interesting to see how SD Linux was adopted, right? Like I remember reading uh, about SD Linux in 2000, sitting at Langley Air Force Base, uh, and I worked at Red Hat with somebody that was at NSA working on SD Linux at the time. Uh, it's a super interesting kind of dynamic. I think SD Linux is solid. It is good. Yes, it was contributed uh, from NSA to you know the Linux kernel. Um, <clears throat> I don't see any like flagrant concerns as long as it's all done in the open. The second it gets kind of closed source, I would be very worried about any NSA committed code. Um, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, that'll get interesting. Uh, next article, Google's new recapture has a dark side, some privacy concerns there. Uh, next article is from the New York Times, a unicorn lost in the valley, Evernote blows up the fail fast gospel. Um, they're failing kind of spectacularly at the moment. I don't know if they're having a resurgence or not. Uh, I haven't used Evernote in a long time because it's just got like unmanageable, um, after some changes. So yeah, I'm kind of like in the Apple notes sphere at this moment in time, but check it out. It's an interesting read. Um, so LWN, uh, suggest LWN.net subscribe. It's a great, uh, news platform. 
talks about changes to the Apache Software Foundation. Um, they announced some resignations, uh, kind of like, hey, blah, 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 congratulations to these people. They've, you know, decided to move on. <clears throat> they announced their resignations uh, last month, you know, or where they were effective last month. And it's kind of like, well, that's a weird time to release such a thing. So I did some digging. Uh, two of the resignations were like for legit reasons, like seeking other opportunities, seeking more time with family, that kind of thing. Uh, the other one was like objections to process, and it was Jim Jagłowski. Uh, I'm not sure if I said his name right, but uh, Jim Jag is kind of the, his go-to handle online. So, in speaking with him, it kind of became clear that he was more concerned about upsetting the process that was in place for 20 years without realizing that, you know, there's a way to change the process and that process should be changed. Uh, we shouldn't have to have this grand debate about a process changing when the, the legitimate reasons for changing it are trying to help more people code, right? Like, I think that in that sense is being a gatekeeper and very much not an ally in, you know, kind of bringing more people into the software environments and world that we want them to come to. Sad but true. <clears throat> All right, next, how to make your CV stand out as a contractor. As described, that's what it is in the article. Next, from Vice, prisons are banning books that teach prisoners how to code. That's pretty sad. There's going to be code in everything. That's putting a lot of people out of a lot of potential work. Um, next article from Jeff Wilcox, scaling from 2,000 to 25,000 engineers on GitHub at Microsoft. Pretty interesting take. Uh, for another article from ZDNet, NASA was hacked because of an unauthorized Raspberry Pi connected to its network. I mean, give me a battery pack and a Raspberry Pi 4, and I can literally do anything in your network just by dropping it in your building somewhere, right? Like, that's kind of scary. But <clears throat> this is going to become the norm, right? Like, you need to be ready for this kind of thing not, like, think it's not going to happen. It probably should be considered as happening. Uh, the next article got a lot of people uh, interested in politics suddenly in tech. Trump officials weigh encryption crackdown, like an all-out ban on end-to-end -end encryption. I can't imagine how that would break so many things that we're using right now in society. Um, but, yeah, like, that's a really horrible idea. Encryption should be left alone. Um, NSA... Uh, all the uh, DNI reporting agencies, I am sorry, you have to try harder. You have to not uh, do what you need to do through legislation. Next up, an article, a great article from an, uh, somebody at Red Hat, Keith Tender, uh, is talking about how to do CICD with Ansible Tower and GitHub. It's really like thorough kind of take on an article that uh, my counterpart, Sean Kavanaugh, wrote not too long ago. <laughs> So that is uh, kind of where I want to leave it for now. There's a ton more links that'll be in the uh, notes for this show, as well as on devopsish.com. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, please do, devopsish.com slash subscribe. And thanks for joining me. Uh, if you want to kind of banter about on a you know chat platform, there's always a devopsish telegram. Check that out too. And remember, y'all, no one wants to do DevOps, but they want all the DevOps outcomes. See you next week.